Well, we do want to talk about an old friend, Mary Miller, this morning. She was a real client. And uh, funny enough, Dick actually saw her again this past week, and that's why he made the reference uh, in GroupMe that he did. Um, she uh, was a very special client. She had a special need, and um, she lived in a neighborhood uh, where she was surrounded by the big guns of insurance, New York Life, uh, Northwest Mutual, all of those. Uh, but Dick became her agent for life, and so I'm going to let him tell you about that. Thank you, Connie. Uh, this concept, and this is a concept sale, guys, and I'll explain what that worksheet means, why the 10-year the, uh, premium is in red, and why the others are in a different color, because that's important. But uh, Mary Miller obviously is not her name. In fact, I'd forgotten what her name really was. I'd used Mary Miller for so long because it was 12 and a half years ago that I made that sale. So when she called me, it wasn't until I actually – and she's moved. She's still in the same neighborhood but a different house. So I didn't connect all the dots until I got back to the house and I happened to look at the worksheet, which I had presented to her 12 and a half years ago because I keep those in people's files. And incidentally, if you're not keeping a paper file somewhere, um, keep a file somewhere in place so that you can go back and look and re reach out to these people again. But Mary uh, was a waitress at the golf club in her gated community. And people ask me all the time, well, why does their occupation matter? If I had not gotten Mary's occupation on the phone before I went to see her, if I had made the sale, I would have lost the business to the people Connie referenced earlier because all, she's around all these insurance agents. And um, what I did is I recognized I had a problem that I, many times I don't have. I had competition, as I call it, the shark circling, you know, the house. And um, uh, when I got there, I realized I had to do something that was different in order to protect the business. So this was my strategy. I realized all the other agents that live in their community are going to try to get her to do, do blood work. And let me give you a little background that's even more pronounced now than it was then. At that time, we were getting less than 30% of the people over 65 that you stuck with a needle and did blood work on approved that number is somewhere around 26%, 28%. So that means if you go do a really good job, you're going to lose 75% of your business because they're, they're either going to be rated or declined. So first off, that doesn't make any sense. But you have to present that in such a way that the client understands. Um, I talked to a, a lady yesterday that uh, is very familiar with the timeshare business. And one of the things after I talked with her, I was reminded of as I was preparing for this call is, guys, when we were in the resort business, the client always had a sales meeting, the husband and wife, before they met the salesman. Honey, I don't care how good it looks, we're not buying anything today. Well, if they've got that preconceived idea and you know they've had it, then you develop a presentation around overcoming that elephant in the room without ever addressing the elephant in the room. So the elephant in the room in this case was all these salespeople. So what I did is I did the fully underwritten case. Now, let me give you the background on this. She had a $75,000 
15-year home equity loan on her house. They were doing a bunch of stuff on it. She had drawn 50000 of the, the uh, $75,000 home equity line is what she had drawn. They were doing windows, doors, roof siding, and all that sort of thing. So when I got to the house, I thought, I have to show her something fully underwritten, but I have to explain to her the risk involved with that. So what I did is um, you can see there um, the $46 a month, most of my agents at the time, they would have gone in, once they realized $46 a month, they would have ignored the risk that she was taking. They would have ignored the fact that she had a 25 or 26% chance of getting that policy, but that's what they would have shown her. This woman was not interested in a quote. She was interested in insurance. And she was in, interested in insurance because of the way I presented it. So I, I basically I said, Mary, now there's a couple of ways we can go here. I said, the red numbers are doing blood work and a full exam. The company in that scenario does a very deep dive. If they find something, then it's broadcast to every life insurance company in the nation through MIB. I said, now the new numbers are a little bit more expensive, but they're more expensive for a reason. The company is taking all the risk. So on the red numbers, if you die between 67 and 77, you're covered. But if you live one day past 77, there's no insurance there. And you could read her face like a book because she thinks, well, I, I plan on living more than past 70 you know, 77. I said, however, the reason the other one is so expensive, the greatest risk for the uh, company and for the client is 77 to age 81. Well, she's, I could read her thinking, I want coverage until I'm 81. And then I went down to the bottom where I have the permanent coverage. And I did 15, 20, and $25,000 down there. I said, now a lot of clients you know, if they live past them, the 15 years, past 81, they don't want to take a chance on their children having to put mom or dad's funeral on the kid's credit card. Now, guys, all of these statements, and I hope you'll go back and listen to it again, because all of these statements played a very crucial role in what, what I was presenting and the decision that she made. And uh, now... If I could see a show of hands, I'd like to ask all of you, what do you think she bought? Do you think she took the 46 and took the risk? Do you think she took the 185 or the 67? Or do you think maybe she took something that was permanent? So I laid everything out. As, as is my custom, I always leave the table and use the restroom to let them digest that. Her son and daughter-in-law were sitting there listening to the whole presentation. So when I came back to the table, she says, okay, I'm going to do this one right here, which was the 125 a month. So I pulled the application out, and she said, oh, and I want this one down here for the $87. So I walked out of that house with over $200 in premium. She was thrilled. She was glad that she didn't have to do blood work, and she knew the risk. If any of those guys at the golf club came, came around and tried to talk her into doing that, she knew right then and there where the risk lied or where the risks lay. So my point is, I showed this exact presentation uh, 20 to 25 times, you know, um, throughout the, the rest of the summer. And, um, but the point was, this concept made me 
over $20,000 in paid commission by doing this. Every person over age 67 or over age 65 from then until the end of the year. Now, most of them didn't buy two things. Three did, but most of them took one or the other. But it gave me a way to present. Now, this is a concept sale. You know, I'm not trying to tell you what to say. There are some phrases in here that are important, but the concept is I educated the client. I pointed out the risk of one, the benefit and advantage of the other, and the situation in the event that if they live longer than all of it, the kids would not have to put her uh, funeral on their credit card. Now, that extra income that I got is money. Most of those cases, we weren't very successful at selling the over 65 crowd at that point in time. We went in and we tried to sell them either the final expense or we tried to sell them the term but as a team, everybody, we weren't being real successful with that. Now, uh, the added income I got that year, that was a big part of us cr uh, developing what we call critical period. And for those of you that are brand new on the call, we have a podcast number 80 that really covers that and will tell you how to make the sale. And guys, you'll close 70 to 80% of those people if you master that presentation uh, of helping them protect the equity. Now, Mortgage protection, what is it? Well, mortgage protection is several things. If you're brand new on the call today, you're thinking mortgage protection is paying the house off. Well, that may be true for some families, especially some of our younger families, because you know they've got kids to educate. If he doesn't come home because of a car wreck or heart attack, she's got a mortgage payment to make. She's got ballet lessons to pay for. So having the mortgage paid off is a big deal to them. But for some of our older clients that are in their 40s and 50s, where the kids are pretty well grown, you know, early 60s, many times it's paying the mortgage payment down low enough so that the payment now is less than rent. That's another phrase that's a real big thing here to use to learn how to weave that into the presentation. And other times it's given the family enough money to make the house payment for six months to a year. So when mom and dad die, because we know mom and dad never die at the right time. And if they die at the wrong time and we're not able to make that house payment, then that house is sold in the fire sale and the kids don't get any of the equity. So we have a program that puts together a plan that protects the equity in the house all of these guys are a part of the mortgage protection concept. And it's just a matter of learning which concept to use with which client. Now, the key to mortgage protection is this, keeping the family in the home for an extended period of time when the unexpected happens. And that's what this is all about today, is to give you ideas and concepts on how you can help and make that happen for people. And I hope this is one of the things that you can take to heart and use in making more sales. You know, when we've got a great business model here, but sometimes we need that extra one or two sales a week that make the difference. This is why it's important to call and strategize your case before you call. And when, when you call me a lot of times, one of the first questions I ask is, what's their occupation? Well, after today's presentation, I hope you'll start seeing why that's important. Knowing that she was a waitress in the golf community, in any golfing community for that matter, let alone one she lived in, that was a big part of the puzzle that made this sale happen. 
So hopefully that will make a big difference for you. I also wanted to address today, you know, I woke up this morning about 4 o'clock thinking about this. We hear a lot with the Equus calls. I talked to somebody earlier this week, and they were on the Monday call, and it seemed like there was just a lot of talk about growing and building a team and so on. And many of you today are in what I call the wishing and hoping stage. You're wishing and hoping what we're telling you is true. You're wishing and hoping what you hear about Equus is true. You haven't made your first sale yet. You're not sure you're going to. Some of you are going to that stage in your career where you made several sales, but you've had two or three days of dry times, and you're thinking your last sale was. So you're wishing and hoping this thing comes back again. We understand that. You know, that's sales. That's what it's all about. So when we start talking about maybe the prospect of building, how many of you on the call, question, I wish we could see your hands, but we can. How many of you on the call here, if you've made, because stop and think about it, on all those people on that call today, a lot of those folks are part-timers. But when you get to that two and $3,000 a week in premium, you know, guys, that's a seventy-five dollars to an $80,000 year income, and some of those people that are doing that are part-timers. So when you stop, start to think about that, how many of you think you might know two or three people that like to earn an extra $500 or $1,000 a week? They would be thrilled to do that. If you listen to Monday's call, the guy that was on the call that is uh, still part-time, but his goal was to make $500 a week to cover his kids' schooling. And now he's making about $5,000, $6,000 a month, part-time, and he's building a team. Well, how many of you think you really could find two people to go with yourself and do that? You know, if you do that, if you're full-time, you need to be writing $5,000 in premium a week. And with you got two agents, part-time agents, and they both write $1,000 in premium a week, that's $2,000 in premium. You get 10% of that. Uh, they advance 75%. So of the $200 you earn on the part-time agents, that's only $150 a week. But when you look at your own sales, by now you're promoted to an 80% contract. You're getting 80% of $5,000. That's $4,000 a week. They advance 75% of it. So you, you'll get paid $3,000 plus that $150. $3,150, not a lot of money. You know. um, but guys, $3,000 a week for 50 weeks, that's $150,000 a year. Now, what will happen when those two part-time agents come on? One of them or both of them will recruit a person just because that's just what happens. It's like when you add two and two, it just comes up to four. Those are the things that have happened. So let's, let's take a look four or five months later. You know, your two part-time agents, they each recruited one or one of them recruited two. It doesn't make any difference. And you find another full-time agent to go with this. Now you get another 5% increase in your commission from 80 to 85%. At that point in time, now you're only making, you know, uh, on your override off of agents a couple hundred dollars a week, but that new hot first-time agent, that full-time agent you hired, you're making 15% on what they write. That's $562 a week. That doesn't sound like a lot of money, guys, but that's 26 grand a year for what? For helping somebody see an opportunity. Now, when you add all that up, that's $3,787 a week. 50 weeks out of the year, guys, that's $15,000 a month. That's $180,000 a year. How many of you on the call here today 
really think you could find two people to do what we just talked about here. That's all, just two. And turn them loose. Let them plug into the system. Let them plug into the calls here. Let them just experience this. And maybe, just maybe, they may find five or six people. The guy on the call Monday, I mean, he's got a pretty significant team going now. And we, you, you heard Johnny on the call when, when we first started today. Uh, as you know, Johnny is a full-time firefighter in North Carolina. He's making more money part-time on his insurance part-time job than he does on his firefighting job. So the opportunity is here for everybody to jump in, but just take it one step at a time and, and take the time to look at this and just see this is a business opportunity that looks like a job. Now, the business opportunity, the best part of it is you've got training through the Equus system. You've got training through what you heard here today on the nuts and bolts calls, and there's opportunity everywhere for you to call and strategize cases before you go out there. You know, one of the fears I think most of us have, self-included, when I first started, I didn't know anything about insurance. And I remember going out my first week, made two sales, and I went back to the meeting in Lynchburg the following week, and I told the guy, I said, hey, I need some training. He laughed. He said, you made two sales this week. You need to be doing the training because it was, I guess it was a little uncommon for somebody to go out there first week and make a couple of sales because we didn't have any. We didn't have a phone script. We didn't have a presentation. We just had leads, and we made appointments. Uh, we even figured the rates on a rate card. We didn't even have computers to do it at that time. So you're in a position here today to really drive home the real opportunity that Equus has to offer.